0: Good evening, welcome to the Pioneer Space Podcast. My name is Fores the Silver. I'm Letchy Letch. Letchy Letch, the man, the man of the year, the man of the hour, the man of everything. <laughs> How do we <laughs> describe you, Letch? Huh? Yeah, however you want to describe me, man. Cool, cool, cool. Obviously, here at the Pioneer Space Podcast, what we tend to do, or what we try to do, is champion young pioneers, people that are breaking the rules, changing the game, and making their own lane. Really. Um... Sometimes some people call him non-conformist, some people call him trollblazers. Today I've got Lech with me, a man that I hold in very high regard actually, um, multifaceted um, and he's just going to hopefully drop some gems on how how he's got to where he is at the moment, where he's hoping to get to and just little bits and pieces in which we can get from this as well. So Lech, I- I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: Damn, how, where do <laughs> I start? Um, yeah, my name's Kelechi. Um I'm a pioneer. Indeed, you, know, you are. I'm a pioneer. Um, I'm a Nigerian man. I'm a, I'm a proud Nigerian man living in in the in the UK in London. Yeah, that's who I am, and I guess you're gonna have to tease out some more out of me. I'm a man of few words. You yeah. got, got to tease it out of me. You've got to
0: tease it out of you. Not a problem. Listen, let's let's start with what do you think a pioneer is? A pioneer is
1: someone who who's a trailblazer. A pioneer is someone who. God, do it, mate. Do it, mate. Go on. That went the right one. That, that went the right, right one. one. But we move, we move, we move. We like playing with the sound effects here at Pioneer absolutely, Space. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's go again, mate. There we are. Yes, yes, yes. They're clapping for a pioneer. But yeah, a pioneer is someone who I feel is a trait, a troll blazer. Yep. A pioneer is someone who is brave, is someone who has, who's he's brave and who's bold and who makes a change.
0: And you think you're all of the above?
1: I think I'm all of the above, definitely. Fantastic, fantastic. Tell
0: us what is it that you do, because I know, like I said at the start of the show, you're you're multifaceted. Um, but for, for, for in simpler terms, what would you say you were as a person if you had to describe yourself? Professionally, or just give it overall. to us raw. Give it to us raw. Whatever it is, you feel.
1: As a person, I'm someone who just just likes to show love. Right. yeah that's that's me all over
0: never get you killed i'm joking (laughs) i'm joking i'm kidding but yeah no that's that's really interesting man but um if we were to swerve away from that and go say to a more professional yeah side of things i know you're in your it and you're killing that at the moment you've been killing it to be fair um Creston provider i don't know much about it i'm sure you're gonna you're gonna uh Enhance my knowledge how you Yeah say, yeah yeah definitely uh, And the listeners the um, And the listeners of course um, And just ways in which obviously you got to start Because you went to uni didn't you Lich Yeah I did go to
1: university yeah
0: Funny enough you didn't study anything to do with IT No did yeah
1: yeah I guess that's a great place to start So um, yeah like I said I'm a proud Nigerian man um, And the journey took me from Nigeria here to the UK um, Finished my primary school here went to secondary school in Southeast London, um, a great upbringing, an absolutely fantastic upbringing. Um, and then yeah, I went to university. What's that, what's that mate, what are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes mate, so yeah I went to university um, and I studied, um, initially in my first year I was supposed to study biochemistry. Funny story, actually getting into uni, um, back in sixth form days, one parents evening, one <laughs> well, parents evening in um, a couple of my science teachers had a word with my grandmother, and so you were living with your grandmother at the yeah, time. Or? Yeah, yes, so I've I've okay. been living with my grandmother ever since I got to this country. Oh wow! Um, big shout outs to Granny, man. She she's done a lot and she's continuing to do a lot. Big up learning. Um, but yeah, they had it, my, a couple of my science teachers had a conversation with her, um, and at that time, um, I wasn't really sure mm. what I wanted to do. I know I was kind of good at science Mm. and I know I like food um so I said you know what, I'm gonna go uni and I'm gonna study nutrition and dietetics because you know what um I could give people like dietary advice in a clinical setting etc etc right and they basically said to my grandmother that's a dead degree like tell him to fix up um yeah yeah they were trying to show me the tough love so I said, oh, you know what, let me do something like biochemistry. They were trying to tell me to do pharmacy as well as an option. I said, no, nah, that's dead. I don't want to be dispensing drugs. So I said, let me do biochemistry. I'm decent at science. I've done decent at science so far. Let me do biochemistry. So I went to King's College London. In my first year, I was initially studying biochemistry. And then in my second year, I made a change to biomedical science. And at King's College London Biomedical Science, it's basically anything to do with the life sciences. You can pick what modules you want to do. And I kind of enjoyed things like medicine. So I studied pharmacology and I enjoyed learning about the brain. So I, I studied a bit of neuroscience as well.
0: Um, I did Sorry, I, you're, you're in... Honestly, I hate stopping people. You're, I feel like you're in a flow right now. Yeah, yeah. Just before we go past that, what I wanted to do was try to bring it back to the secondary school moment when you said the teachers were talking... Well,
1: this was like six form. A six form, yeah. yeah. They were
0: were saying a load of things to your nan. How did that make you feel at the time? You know what? I I don't think I cared too much. I wasn't too bothered, right? Because the whole
1: nutrition and dietetics thing was like, you know, what I'll do that. It's not like I was hell bent on it, right? Um, And yeah, the teachers in that school they showed tough love, and I appreciated it deep down, deep down. Yeah,
0: was that? Did you find that that was more tailored to yourself, or was it? Sort of like the general way to deal with students in the school. I think that was the
1: general way, just to deal with students, wow. just to kind of help them because they, the teachers, had already been through that process. They're trying to help them the best way in their career. They saw me as a intelligent young man. Oh wow! And um, they wanted, they didn't want me to waste my time doing a course which might not benefit my future career.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Definitely. But well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go going back to the uni then. Um, obviously. <laughs> Studied all these things. Uh. Yeah,
1: so I studied biomedical science. I really enjoyed it. Just learned about the body, how complex it is. Learned about medicines. Yeah. Learned about cancer. Learned about the brain, etc., etc., etc. But during my university, um, one had a part-time job. Um, initially, I used to work in Halfords, um, the bike and car shop. Um, but then um, I found a job on campus where I was working in um, audiovisual. Um, and what I was doing, I was going into classrooms and I was just checking equipment just to see if everything works, um, for teaching the next day. And that's kind of how I fell into what I do now, you
0: know, it's quite sick. That's quite sick. So at the point, at what point did you know that you weren't going to deal with sort of, uh, the science? I think what happened
1: was, so, um, I'd done two years of university and then I did, um, a placement year on my course. Um, And I went to work for a biotechnology company But I wasn't working in um, hardcore science I was working in corporate communications Okay. And that year was a great year for me Because I was living out of home I was living in Cambridge I was working in a professional setting And it gave me a lot of time to think And it gave me a lot of time to reflect And I said you know what I like science but this ain't for me Mm. Like I enjoy it Just like you can enjoy something But do I want to do this every day? I can't. I've can't. i always said to myself, the job you should do is a job where you leave the work set and you can go home and think about it and it's not like, oh yeah, I don't want to think burden, about that. A yeah, burden, a yeah. burden. That's
0: really important actually. Um, one of the things that I hold closely to myself is just the belief that what you do as a career shouldn't be considered a job. Um, and I know it's easier said than done, but essentially I feel like the more people aspire to be in a position as such... The happier people will be um, towards the end of their lives. Um, if you was to put it this way, I don't want to wake up at the age of forty not liking where I'm going in the morning. Yeah, um, full I of regret. Exactly. So I find that's that's quite imperative there, and for you to sort of, for you to sort of um, understand that from a younger age, I think it's testament to your character as well. But anyone listening i feel like that's so imperative man like make sure the career that you do choose or whatever it is that you do decide to delve into it isn't something that seems like a chore it isn't something that you wake up and you think oh i gotta to go to that place again do you know what i mean but um yeah i just felt like i needed to point that one out yeah but definitely i, I get back to completely you
1: agree yeah so um yeah so during my placement years when i decided um I'm probably not going to have a career in the life sciences. And during this time I was still very heavily interested in um, sort of audiovisual and technology and how everything just kind of works. So the interesting thing is I was living in Cambridge, um, but I still had my part-time job in London at the university. So as mad as it sounds, I was actually traveling from Cambridge to London just to go work a few hours in the evening and back up to Cambridge. And a couple of times I would drive um, up and down to Cambridge just to do my work. Um, I enjoyed the work and one needed the money. One needed <laughs> to pay school fees for the next academic year. Mm. Um, and during that year in Cambridge, I just took more of an interest in sort of technology and AV and I actually attended some training AV. courses. Yeah, AV stands for audiovisual. Um, think, of, um, think of the tech guy. In the church, think of the tech guy. In the mosque, think of uh.
0: Tech go guy to a, in a mosque.
1: Yeah, there's, you know what, mate? There's some pretty high tech mosques. <laughs> everyone, everyone thinks yeah. of the church, but yeah, there's some pretty high tech uh, mosque. Um, think of just yeah, um, audio systems, video systems, projectors, TVs, um, all of that stuff. Um, I hope I'm selling it. It's it's exciting, guys. It's it sounds <laughs> very exciting. It's exciting. Very, very, very exciting. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's having fun with that, he's
0: having fun with that oh, That was funny, that was funny but Yeah,
1: Um. during that year um, I learned a lot and I did some training courses so this is going to sound a bit mad for some but on my annual leave from my placement I took time out to actually attend training courses <laughs> Yeah, I took time out to attend training courses cause, and then I, I attended a couple of training courses and then by the second training course I was like yeah this is it right. this is for me and the training courses were how to put together sort of um smart integrated systems from a manufacturer called Crestron so what we Crestron. did in these <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird word what we did in these training courses um we put together just smart systems where at the touch of a button um your lights could turn on your TV turns on
0: so a bit like hey google yeah like, all of that stuff like yeah that. alexa okay. Okay. Um, so,
1: yeah. So, learning how to do user interfaces. Mm. You know how apps look these days on the phone? How to put together really smart and intuitive user interfaces. And then, learning the back end programming to make everything smart, to make people's lives simple. So, think about in an educational setting, in a classroom, the lecturer walks in, he presses a button, the projector comes on, the sound comes on, and he can start teaching. Or at home, for example, if you're rich enough to have a smart home, like a fully integrated smart smart home. You've got that. Not really, mate. I wish, <laughs> I, wish I did. You can I've, been into your your bus, I've been your ass, mate. I've to your <laughs> ass, mate. You can walk through your front door and immediately your lights turn heated on. Floor heated flooring. Heated. The floors are heated. It, it immediately goes to BBC
0: News. He's talking about his ass here, guys.
1: So, yeah. So, just putting together a smart system so I did a lot of training courses in my year in Cambridge and that was the year I said yeah this is for me I'm going to chase this yeah and this is the job I want
0: okay okay so that's a nice sort of synopsis as to how you got to where you are now um what is it like what is the plan for you say in the next two years I know personally you spoke to me about certain things but next two years sort of thing like where do you see yourself so yeah before
1: I kind of answer that question so what's happened is um, I finished my placement year I've gone back to uni I finished my degree and um, before I was about to sit my last exam I was on another training course so even in my final year I'm still doing up all these training courses and um, in my final training course I met a guy he was a programmer so the job I wanted to do at one of the biggest um, companies in Europe doing these smart solutions. So um, he gave me his boss's email. I sent an email saying I'm interested. And then he forwarded my email in the company and I had an interview the next week. And in that interview, I was offered the job. I worked for this company for two years and two months, had a great time, did around a hundred projects all around the country, some abroad, and um, had a great time. And then I sort of needed the next step. Hmm. I started my own company logical solutions just to kind of have more control to grow (laughs) (laughs) to have more control to grow and then just really try and take this global and try and have my own sort of spin on it Um, so that's where I am now and for the next two years just to grow the company to please the clients we work for to make a difference um, I think that's what everyone's goal should be I want to provide solutions to my clients so they feel like, yes, logical solutions had made my classroom easier, has made my business meeting rooms a lot easier. I'm getting a lot more out of my staff. They're collaborating and communicating better. Or at home, I'm a lot more relaxed because everything just works for me. For example, um, a big part of what I do is for people who have um, disabilities, Um, we can put together a smart home for someone who is disabled and, it can make the world a difference. So in the yeah. next two years, I'm trying to grow the business, um, trying to get more money in for the business, and just to keep that cycle of pleasing clients and just growing the business, expanding.
0: Just, just to touch up on that again. That's um, that sounds really good, and, and I wish you the best of luck in that. Um, just to touch up on it, I've spoken to quite a lot of people, a lot of people, and everybody seems to want to please the client, and uh, they're all big on service how do how will you make sure how would you ascertain that you, you please the clients how do you make sure that your service is unmet unrivaled um in your field
1: that's a good question um so how we make sure what our culture is what our dna is when a client approaches us for a problem they have we do this thing called a needs analysis So we need to make sure we meet that needs analysis all the way throughout the project. So the typical project stages are the client tells you what they want, you design it, you install it, you program it. And a lot of times in the industry, what happens is client comes at the end and it's like, oh yeah, this is what you wanted, right? And they're like, no. It's about throughout that process, going back to what the client told you
0: so basically to, revisiting yeah, what yeah, was spoken about yeah. initially at the start. Okay. And at
1: the final handover, the final sign off, if the client's not happy, we need to look at something to make sure they are happy. And that's that hasn't happened at any time we've done business, which is great. But really? yeah, making sure you meet the client's expectations and not just kind of doing what you want, you know? Uh, do you
0: know what I like the most about that? Yeah, the... the, the, the the thing that I like the most about that is the simple facts that um, I'm a salesy sort of guy as well, um, so I've got a background in sales, and in sales what you find is um, engagement is really important in business generation, so engaging with um, your client, uh, and making sure they're on board with everything that you're doing, they're being, you know, carried along Um per se, but they're being carried along the whole process, and they're aware of every single thing that's happening, I think that's one of the most important ways, no, that's one of the most efficient ways to make sure you're meeting uh, the, the, the the client's needs, so um, we, we, we do this thing called uh, features and benefits, so the feature is obviously what we offer, and the benefit is how it benefits yourself, so uh, I really like the approach that you've got going on there, and it seems like to me it's undoubtedly going to um, reap reap uh, its rewards but um, that's really good um, you thought about this for a long time was it yeah I have,
1: I have and um, I, I think about it a lot but I guess I've been working in this industry for about six years now so still a still a minor in comparison to some a lot of the people I've worked with but um, I've, I've come a long way in those six years that's
0: really good that's really good so obviously with pioneer space we've got um a lot of people um listening pioneers aspiring pioneers people that just don't know what they're doing at the moment you know um for you you've sort of worked your way around you've kind of found your niche as well um and you know you've got a company going what would you say to someone that was looking to that was a bit lost right now you know that was a bit lost that's maybe say come come out of uni um, they haven't got a grad job straight away. Um, they're, they're finding their feet. Uh, a lot of things seems like it's going against them. And what would you also say? So bearing that in mind, what would you say to the person that didn't go to uni? Um, once again, finding their feet as well, trying to work their way through this, uh, this maze of life. Um, what would you say to them in terms of trying to be something?
1: So... Um yeah, that's a great question. I think my... Really in-depth question, yeah, so I'll take your time. Yeah, so my kind of main things I would say is back to basics. So if they don't know what career path they want to go down, they kind of need to explore that a lot more. Perhaps talk to friends, talk to family, or even um, talk to people you don't know. LinkedIn's a great tool. Um, just create an account and just see what's going on there. And I feel like most people who've come out of uni or maybe not sure and who haven't gone into uni around that age, they have an inkling of some of the things they kind of enjoy. So um, I don't think it should be too hard to find something you want to go into. Now, once you do have something you want to go into, but you're kind of unsure of the next steps, learn, continue to learn, continue to be humble. I like that. And I I think a really important thing is to invest in yourself. And the reason I can give that advice is because I invested in myself. Um, Like I said, when I was doing my placement year, I could have just chilled when I had my annual leave, maybe go on holiday, chill at home. I was going on training courses. If I never went on those training courses, I wouldn't have had a job as soon as I left uni. I had a lot of peers still looking for work after they left uni, smarter than me. But I feel like because I invested in myself and I put the time in, I was able to hopefully get some more opportunities, and that's what happened in my in my scenario so yeah, find what you enjoy, continue to learn, continue to be humble, be patient. These are kind of basic tips, but you really need to listen and apply them, and definitely invest in yourself
0: yeah, the investing in yourself thing is um second to none honestly speaking um I feel like that's the best best. investment anyone can make in life and then
1: even another little story I have um so back when I kind of just I was learning all this programming stuff that I do now um I guess going back to the whole investing in myself thing so I've done one training course I've bought a processor off eBay because um it's nice and cheap on there and I bought a device which I could control in my little room in Cambridge now I was so enthusiastic that I set this thing up at 10 I didn't I didn't sleep that night until I actually figured out how to go from VGA to HDMI on a projector and send commands to it. That is something I do with my eyes closed now. I'm setting up big houses, yeah, big business meeting yeah. rooms, big lecture theaters, and if I if I didn't have that enthusiasm and if I didn't invest in myself, I probably
0: wouldn't be where I am now. It's <laughs> interesting, man. It's interesting because I feel like these are sort of you learn a lot through history and what you find is with a lot of the successful people in the past in the past life and people that are uh, successful now as well, there's a certain element of, there's, there's a, there's a certain quality that they all sort of emit. One, you can find them that they've invested in themselves, whether that's in their mental health or just in their craft, um, There's uh they're very tenacious. They're very tenacious, they don't give up. Those the those those guys don't give up easy. Um they don't really take L's as losses. You know, they never take L's and losses. Trial and (laughs) trial and error is a real thing. It's a real thing and you know, you gotta keep going and keep going and keep going until you get to where you need to get to. What I will say is we're sat here and you know, with the luxury of saying these things because through our lived experiences we know that listen this is the formula and this this formula does work you know it's been tried and tested we know that and we believe in that because of our lived experiences for the people out there that they're finding it extremely difficult even with the tips that you know lectures let's just said here I'd, I'd I'd always say just believe in the process honestly just believe literally just believe that the tide will turn um the night will turn into a day and you you will get to where you need to get to as long as you keep the fundamentals the same. Let's set it beautifully there. Go back to basics. Go back to basics because you can't fail. You can't fail. When you're on the ground, you can only go up. So essentially, if you keep the foundations of a building right, the structure is going to stand up strong. It's going to be very, very rigid. So keep the foundations, right? Keep doing everything that you know that you can control. Control the controllables. Um And, you know, my, one of my favorite sayings, are, it goes a bit like this: it, "The day that you plant the seed isn't the same day that you reap the fruit." You know, you got to have patience. You got to be tenacious, but you need to continue to be a strong believer. You know, you got to have belief in this, in in the process, and trust the process. And when it's your time, it's your time. You know, but um, that's fantastic. Obviously, let you've spoken to us, sort of, you've given us a brief synopsis of how you got to where you are where you're planning to go um what i want to ask you just to sort of as we're nearing the end is success you know a, a lot of people a lot of people <laughs> aspire to be successful you know um what does success look like for you what does success look like um for your company and just, do you have any sort of plans in retiring early as well, actually? That's a that's a fun one to chuck in there. But no, jokes aside, the success one is really important to me. Like, what does that look like for you? You know, I've spoken to many people. Success is totally different for, for different people. For you, through the conversation that we've had today, um, enlighten us. What's success for you? You know what? That's another great question. Um, and I love the fact
1: that you asked me what a success look like for me and what does success look like for my company? Because I feel like they're two separate things, even though it's involved with me. For me as a person, I'm a I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. Success looks like for me just sounds cliche, but following God's path, what he wants for me. And sometimes we don't know a hundred percent if we're doing exactly what God wants us to do. But I feel like a lot of the times we feel in our spirit when we pray or just how we go about our lives that yes, I'm on the right path, I'm serving God doing what I'm doing. So success looks like for me waking up every day, um, showing love, showing grace, showing mercy in what I do, whether that's with my friends and family, whether that's professionally, just going about traveling on public transport, that is success for me, that's a daily thing that one needs to try and achieve success for the company brilliant in the next five to ten years. I want us to turn over
0: at least ten million. At least I need to find, I need to find it. No, not that. No. That's the one. That's the one. That's, <laughs> that's the, the one.
1: <laughs> at least ten million. And what I want us to do is um unfortunately this is a term I use. There's a lot of cowboys in the industry I work with. <laughs> cowboys. Cowboys. There's a lot of cowboys and um, I want to kind of change the culture. I want us to be the gold standard in terms of design, in terms of programming, in terms of providing the best integrated smart solutions, whether that's for the home, the business meeting space, the educational spaces. I want us to be the best. I want us to make everyone else think, okay, yeah, we need to we need to look at what they're doing. We need to be better. So turning over, that's important. We all need money. I want us to change the culture. And coming back to the clients, I want our clients to be happy. I want everyone to know about us. I want us to be a household name in some in some regions, you know. So that's what success looks like for the company. And plans on retiring early never even crossed my mind, mate, because I love what I do. and um, And as long as I'm fit and I'm healthy, I'm going to continue just doing it doing it and doing it and perhaps at some point um maybe I'll take a step back and there'll be someone else on the reins but I'm I want to have my fingers in the pie I want to be involved and th- that's just me mate
0: fantastic 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 listen it's been a pleasure um no doubt we're going to sit down and um and, and talking more you know In more depth anyway Yeah let the listeners
1: know How the journey's going Yeah of course Because I guess um, There might be great times But there also might be Some challenges And um, we want to talk about everything
0: We want to be The the, the challenges part I feel like That needs to be Spoken about A lot more as well It needs to be normalised That um, it's okay To fail sometimes You know It's okay to fail sometimes Don't get used to it but understand that that could be part of your process, you know we're living in an age where everything is uh it has to do with comparison. you know you compare your lives to to that of your peers or people that you don't even know on Instagram and social media, and you know that that that's the age that we're at so what you then naturally do is subconsciously you're comparing your struggle to another person's struggle, and you don't do that you know on the journey to success, you focus on yourself. You focus on what you can affect and what you can control. And a poison of the whole process would be to compare yourself to other people or compare your failure to other people's failure. You know, that's poisonous. So, yeah, you're right. In terms of there's going to be good days, it's also important to understand that there's going to be days where they're not so good.
1: And, yeah, that's just made me think, um, for example, this year, I think everyone can agree it's been a tough year for everyone. And reflecting with the company, thinking professionally, I had a lot of plans. I had a lot of things I wanted to achieve. I wanted to grow the client base a lot more this year. And that hasn't been able to happen to the level I want. And that's been tough, but I've kind of just been persevering, just planning, just hoping that next year is better. But yeah, that's one of the challenges
0: but well, like we said, though, with with that we touched upon it just literally not too long ago. As long as you keep the basics good, you continue with the fundamentals. Things are always going to work their, um, themselves out. You never what wor- listen. As long as someone has a why, you never worry about the how. You know the reason always outweighs the um the the the, the way in which you're gonna get it. As long as you've got a strong why. You're always gonna keep, you're you're always gonna achieve what you need to achieve, and with with regards to the fundamentals and the basics, honestly, as long as they are kept, you're disciplined in them. You can't control coronavirus. Remember, we spoke about controlling what you can control. You can't control coronavirus. You can't control the fact that we're gonna we're we're gonna be on lockdown part two. We can't control that. What we can control is what we do. Right, what we do and with our company with your company sorry you have to do what you can still do do you get what i mean like although it might not explicitly give you the answers that you or the results that you want straight away you can still do some things and you know as long as those things are a continuous trend when it is time to lift the shutters up and it's time to crack on you being a Better, better place positions than the lot of people
1: Definitely And that's, an, that's a bit of advice I give to everyone That um, use the time to um, Develop yourself And then when The leashes are, on, are, are left Hit the ground running Really hit the ground running And like a wise man once said Become comfortable Being uncomfortable Who's this wise man? I don't know. I don't know. It
0: could have been me guys. It could have been it me. Been it could have been, 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 been me.
1: I think a few a few people around me
0: have said it. A few people around them have said it, but it could have been me. It's all right. But um honestly, like I said, you're a member of Pioneer Space. Um You're definitely gonna be on here <laughs> next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I thought like it was important to get you on here as well, just you know, so so the listeners can know who it is that they t- that that that's talking. You know, I feel like at the start of any sort of a relationship, um, a solidified base of trust needs to be evident, and you can only trust people by them letting you in. And I felt like you've done that today. You've you sort of peeled yourself back. Um, you've let us in. Um, we. I can say well i could I could have said it prior to this anyway, but I'm sure the listeners feel like yes, they know lech they know letch the the man that calls himself the man of the year know <laughs> they know, <laughs> know lech a little bit more, and you know, I hope they feel like you're someone they can listen to you know because you've got great knowledge you've got um you've got the expertise in your craft, and you've got a wide array of sort of gems in which you can drop to people. Um so yeah I look forward to obviously working with you um for the long term uh on on Pioneer Space with Pioneer Space obviously yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes over the next year, two years three years however long you know the the podcast goes on for but yeah I feel like it was important it was really important actually for you to sit down And sort of let us in a little bit, and uh, you know, if people are going to be listening to you, they need to know who they're listening to. So, thank you for coming. Any final words?
1: Final words? um, Just plug the socials. um, You can find the company um, Logical Solutions at Instagram Logical underscore Av, and on uh, (laughs) Twitter, a bit of a (laughs) blue brother on Twitter. (laughs) Where is it? (laughs) You're gonna get. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. Oh. Yeah, the that's, blue the one, that's the one. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at logical underscore av as well, and find us on LinkedIn Logical Solutions Av.
0: Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Listen, my name is Fuerza Silva I'm from Pioneer Space. I've been joined today by Lech the man of the year, and I said that with Chest as well. From us, thank you, thank you, and goodbye.
1: Goodbye. See you next time.